What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Hey, everyone. Happy Wednesday. It's Rachel Silver Cohen. I'm with Dr. Boca. And you know what that means. It's another episode of Unpolished Therapy. So let's just jump right in. Hey there, Dr. Boca. How goes with you? Everything is going great. I'm so excited to be back as usual. I always look forward to our Wednesday sessions. And I'm so excited about today because we're going to talk about how, yet again, in our unpolished way, we missed the boat and we're a little late on Mother's Day, but happy belated. Thank you. Happy um, belated Mother's Day to you. Thank you. But I'm like excited because we're not going to do the norm and what is expected of us for Mother's Day. In fact, you and I were talking about what we were going to do today and you came up with the greatest word ever. And I want to like lead with that. So I'll give you the credit and you can explain it. Okay. Oh, so I'm saying the new word? You're saying okay. the new word because it was yours. I mean, I don't want to take the credit. It was a good no, one. Well, we're, listen, this is a team effort. Teamwork makes the dream work. So what is mine is yours and oh. what's yours is mine. That being said, we'll just have the listeners like waiting with bated breath for our new pretend made up word. <laughs> but I feel as though, yes, for today's episode, Mother's Day, Mother's Day, every day should kind of be Mother's Day. Hardest job in the world, but I guess we wouldn't give it up since it's now ours. In keeping with the fact that we are real, we are going to keep it unpolished. So the word, if you will, I was looking at Mother's Day from a different angle. Well, what different angle would that be? Well, I'm glad you asked, Dr. Boca. I was going to say, now you're doing my part too. I know. I'm like, I'm just like doing it all, right? Well, hey, that's what mothers do. We do it all, right? We do. We do. But I was looking at it from a different lens, the unpolished lens, right? I'm sure there's been a million people out there who did podcasts all week about the lead up to Mother's Day and the Hallmark piece of that and all that. But I kind of was taking the approach because the way my brain works, it's a little backwards, a little unpolished. What I kind of wanted to highlight was not just the Hallmarky, yay Mother's Day piece, but the unpolished aspect of not only the non-mothers out there, because I'm fascinated with those women who actually made a decision to go against the grain and not follow those societal norms Mm -hmm. of what you're quote unquote supposed to do because that's what mainstream everybody does. So the word I had come up with was kind of like, instead of mothers, the nothers, like the non-mothers. I kind of want to highlight that. And yeah, we can talk about mothers in general. And from that anxiety piece relative to just when you are a mother, what the expectations are, if the expectations are met, are your family members going to do for you the way that you would do for them, et cetera, et cetera. And I guess we can get into that, but that's the polished piece that everybody talks about, right? That's too polished for us. So let's kind of revert back to this angle of highlighting and even kind of celebrating those women in the world who are still strong and powerful and doers and movers and shakers. That's one of my favorite lines who have made this decision to kind of say, yay for all you moms out there, but I'm going to take a different path. And I think the thing that inspired me most, I had read an article last week in the New York Times, which was fascinating to me. And it really just, my tongue was hanging out because it was exactly about 
about this topic. It was about a woman. She's a British photographer. She's living in Berlin. And at the age of 32, she had some type of fibroid or some type of lady issue. And her physician at the time had said, you're going to have to have a hysterectomy. And she was like, all right, let's do it. And her physician was the one who actually said, well, even though the hysterectomy is absolutely mandatory, I don't think we should do it now. I mean, don't you want to have kids? Mm. And at 32, Dr. Boca, she was like, no, I'm good. But the doctor said no and would not perform the hysterectomy. Okay. Wow. So here she was totally clear that she did not want to have children. And the doctor was imposing this, hey, I'm not doing this because of his or her moral, ethical desire for her to have children or maybe one day consider it as though she was going to change her mind so he wouldn't perform it. Wow. Yeah. So exactly. Even though she was like, no, 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 I'm good. (laughs) We can do it. Fast forward, it wasn't until she was 37 years old after many, many years now of doubled over pain. Mm -hmm. And the doctor was correct. The hysterectomy was non-negotiable. Finally, at 37, I guess the doctor was like, all right, I guess you're really gung-ho on not doing the kid thing. Let's go in and do the surgery. And so she did. Now, as a result of that, there had been many, many times in her young life where she was thrown into a situation where, whether it be a friend or even a foe, right? A complete stranger or whomever that would question her. Well, what do you mean? Why not? not?" To which she really was like, why? I don't want to. And she felt as though she was constantly having to justify what her decisions were. So what she did, and then the article goes on to talk about the fact that she then went went on to work on this project, which anyone who knows me knows I love projects, right? You do, you do. So her project, she decided that she was going to gather women who opted, truly opted out on motherhood, and she was going to photograph them. So she found an array of women aging from 21 all the way up to 78. And she interviewed them and she photographed them. Each little blip in the article, I was more and more fascinated. And I guess maybe this goes back. And if you want to touch on this from the therapy aspect Mm -hmm. of it, by all means, cut me off whenever you'd like. But we, we do grow up thinking that this is what you do. Right. And it's almost, yeah, it's the expectation. It's almost rhetorical. I was going to ask you, did you even know that that was an option? Because I don't think I even knew that it was an option not to have children. I just went along with college and graduate school and getting married. I don't think the divorce was really in there, but then marriage to have children. Not that I didn't love my husband. I did. And I wanted to be married, but there was this like, I want to have kids. Like, this is what we do. I don't think I ever even pause to think about that. Yes and no, but yes, right? That was clear. I Was that clear? That was... <laughs> no. That, that's kind of how my brain is working. Again, <laughs> the mom brain, right? I'm in a lot of different lanes right now. Yeah. Listen, I'm the first to say in every topic that we talk about, I kind of feel that part of my general makeup now is the fact that I have followed suit of what I always, quote unquote, thought I was supposed to do. But yet my mind has a mind of its own per se. And that is kind of how I coined the whole unpolished piece of my personality that I'm not 
disappointed per se with how things have panned out. I say all the time, I love my kids and I'm not trading them or giving them back or any of that. But I don't know. I think I was kind of just thrown in. I've made it Mm -hmm. perfectly clear. My passion as a young woman, pre-children, wasn't that motherhood route. The passion was to kind of just do what everybody else does. Mm -hmm. And in hindsight, I think it's kind of kicked me in the ass. And that's my own inner workings. And I own it and I'm okay with it. And maybe that's what all the therapy is about. And that's what makes for horse racing, right? But to go back to the article, because again, I'm drawn to women and even men for that matter. But in this case, it's the women who really just own their shit and do it differently. And that's... The, the nothers, right? Mm-hmm. The non-mothers. And I want to applaud them because what we've learned, and this was a piece of the article, is that maybe we're not, okay? Maybe we're not just mere machines to make children. And in wow. today's world, 2021, duh, we should know that. You can right. be anything you want to be or flip of that is you don't have to be anything you don't want to be, Absolutely. right? So in this article, the photographer, her name is Zoe Noble. She goes on to photograph various, various women from all different walks of life. And some of these interviewees and her subjects, the reasons why they chose to opt out of motherhood was everything from literally, simply, I don't want to, Mm -hmm. or because I don't, right? right? So there's no big, fancy explanation. There was no research project or any kind of thesis, Mm -hmm. anything more than just because I don't want to. So there was that. Yes, some of them were because of medical reasons. But then these women, instead of feeling like victims, they were like, all right, this was the hand I was dealt. I'm good with it. I'll be an amazing aunt. I'll be an amazing foster mother or father or the big brother, big sister programs, things of that nature. One of them actually said, I'm a nanny. That's what I do for a living. I take care of kids all day long. I don't need to go home and take care of other kids. I'm fulfilled exactly in that role. And that's why. And my favorite, and then I'm going to let you jump in. And this is the piece that I really chuckled out loud is there was another woman who said when she was a little girl, her parents gave her a dollhouse for either a holiday or a birthday or whatnot. And instead of putting dolls in her dollhouse, she filled it with dogs. And I got such a kick out of that because it reminded me, and this is a true story, everyone who's listening out there. When I was a little girl for Hanukkah, my parents now tell the story that they stayed up night after night after night after I went to sleep and they built me a dollhouse. But the dollhouse was a replication of the actual house we lived in down to like the wallpaper and everything. And it was their pride and joy and they took so much pleasure and it was a true labor of love. So in their retelling, they tell the story that they gave it to me and they were so excited, right? Another like parental, I guess, like disappointment. I'm giving away the the punchline. (laughs) They gave it to me with such enthusiasm thinking that I was going to think that this was like the Taj Mahal of gifts. And I was like, huh. Thanks. Nice. Like, I don't even think I played with it once. Oh. So it kind of spoke to me a little bit. And, you know, the article, I just think in today's world, to your point, Dr. Roko, things that you've taught me is that we don't have to follow suit 
just because everybody else is following suit. And I want to applaud the women out there who don't fall into those hallmark days. And maybe we can kind of veer now a little bit towards why, because it is tough even on the moms like us who did follow suit. The grass isn't always greener and we have to really step up and rally and be supportive of everyone, Everyone. regardless of what your title is. Sure. And I think this article sounds fabulous. And I would love to get this photographer on our show and just hear about her experience. Oh my God, I just got Rachel so excited. Big wide eye. I'm like, wide eye. Like like the saliva is like coming out of her mouth here. Um, So we'll have to research that a little bit. But you hit on a couple of points. And I think one of them is having a stable sense of self. And I applaud like you do and admire these women who are so confident in their sense of self and their identity and don't feel like it needs to follow suit. It needs something to fill them, something to fulfill them, something to make them feel complete. And a lot of people do wind up going down a path because they're looking for validation, they're looking for acceptance, they're looking for being a part of something, they're looking for something to feed them and fill them for their sense of self. So that was the first comment that I wanted to make. Second comment that I wanted to make about the doghouse is it totally triggered in me two of my very, very, very dear friends who both have chosen not to have children, which I so admired and always have admired and think they made great choices for themselves. I think for their relationships, for their sense of self, for everything, it was the right decision. And look, I'm not going to lie. I love my children more than anything, but there is a part of me that when I see their life and I see what they can do and the freedoms that they have to be able to do them and the ability to focus on themselves and their partners in these beautiful ways and do philanthropy and do involvement in their work or whatever it is that they put their energy into. There is a part of me that is like, oh, who knew that was an option? And maybe I should have like gotten on board. Not that, like you said, not that I would ever get rid of my children. They are like everything to me, but I really can see the positives of that lifestyle also. What I wanted to make reference to is both of them. One has a tremendous love for their dog, like beyond like Instagram following dog. It's the cutest bulldog you've ever seen. Fester, love him. And the other one has a passion for cats. And I actually might post on our Instagram a picture of her cat who's like a person. Literally, she has two cats, but literally a person. And they love these animals more than they probably would have ever loved their children. Interestingly, the one that you mentioned about the nanny, one of these two women that I'm speaking of, her dad was an OBGYN and she herself is an OBGYN. And I can appreciate that when you are dealing with all of the emotional, medical angst and frustrations and beauty and joy of pregnancy through your patients and then have to go home and potentially deal with one of those, she'll always say that like the greatest thing is, no, I don't regret my decision. I get the best moment of it as they pop into my arms and for the first breath of life, and then I pass them over. Bye. Bye. Don't cry over there. Yes, not my responsibility. I did it. I brought you into life. What a miracle. I celebrate you. And now let me be an aunt. Let me be a mom to my dog. Let me be anything other than this mom. So I applaud them. I think it's beautiful. And I understand I understand why they chose not to. And I think 
We need as a society, just like with any other group that deviates from the expectation and what we perceive as a norm, we have to understand and value and validate that and not harass them as to, so when are you giving me grandchildren? Or when are you, why aren't you guys trying? Or why don't you have children? It's none of our business. They are making a decision for whatever reason based on what feels good for them. And we should respect and honor that. I agree. I know a handful of women in my life too, who I think are just complete rock stars. I admire them so much. I feel like their lives are colorful and fulfilled Mm -hmm. and they've lived such beautiful, courageous lives in going against the norm and veering. But from my vantage point, they are living their best motherfucking lives. And it's so beautiful to see. And I just, again, to your point, and maybe we're being a a little repetitive, but I do think it warrants it that all women, regardless of what your title is, we all need to be celebrated. I have a therapy question though, as you were talking about your friends who opted out of motherhood as we're talking about it, but then the dog and the cat situation. What does it say about a person? I won't name names, but the person's name will say rhymes with silver unbolished. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Who are we talking about? Okay, fine. Me. So we all know my stance on the kid thing. Like, all right, I could have taken it or left it. And now it's here. So I can't leave it. I'm going to keep it. But the other piece, and I think we've touched on this on other podcasts, I don't even like cats or dogs either. So that's interesting too, because I do know all of these opting out of motherhood moms, these nothers, you're right. They're all passionate about another type of living creature, right? Animals. From a therapy standpoint, is there a link there or what is that about? Not everybody falls into that category. There are some people who don't want the responsibility of taking care of anything living Mm -hmm. or I guess living. I don't think anyone wants to take care of anything dead. So I wouldn't put them all into one category and be like, this is the psychological reason for it. But I do think that there are people who are nothers, right, who have this amazing love and caretaking ability and can connect to animals because they don't have to take much from them back. So our children, God bless them, but like you and I, the four of our children can suck the life out of us in a good way, right? But there's a lot. You feed a dog, you feed a cat. They really don't ask for much. There's unconditional love there. There's just a a feeling of connection and not having to deal with all the bleh that comes with parenthood. But I think the bigger issue or the bigger conclusion that we can draw is that most of these people who are nothers, which I love this name, this nother, and they're probably going to be like, don't call me another. But these nothers, for lack of a better word right now, they have a passion and they connect to the passion, whatever that is. So for some, it's dogs. For some, it's cats. For some, it's traveling. For some, it's philanthropy. For some, it's their career. But they fill that need in some way, shape, or form. And I think that we as moms lose our passion sometimes in the work of being a mom. Yeah, and we've talked about that on several podcasts. Somehow all roads at one point or another do lead back to us mothers, right? The ones who we opted in on motherhood, where we do from time to time question, well, hold on, wait a minute. 
were we merely put on this planet just to be parents? And then we question that because we know, no, we've got to do more because this isn't enough. And Mm -hmm. I think that's where we run into this conundrum that this isn't what I, (laughs) this isn't what I thought. This isn't what anyone told me. This isn't what I read about, but yet this is what everyone hounded me to do. And to your point about in your whiny Jewish little accent there, when are you having children or whatever, you kind of did it more obnoxious than I did. Maybe mine was awful. I don't know. I will tell you, I can hear it in my head if I close my eyes. I remember on my wedding video, my wedding video, I was married for all of 32 seconds when the videographer goes through in the cocktail hour and everyone gets to wave and no congratulations and all that. There's one couple who I to this day, I love dearly and they're still part of our world. At the wedding, on the video, 32 seconds into the marriage, babies, when are you having babies? Let's go with the babies, right? And I remember watching that back being like, oh, oh, right? I I mean, lay off. And that I think all kind of ties into then what we talk about to the passion or the lack thereof that, hold on, this job is not a nine to five. This is forever. It's thankless. Every once in a while, you get a good pat on the back. I mean, today, my thank you was I came in and there was a sink full of dishes and caked on macaroni and cheese leftovers. And the catch 22 on that was, huh, I'm really glad they took out the leftovers and they heated it up on their own. But the flip side was then they just like dumped the shit and and that was my present. Well, yeah, because they needed you to feel needed, right? So oh, that what that there was? You go. How was that for a reframe? You like that? I mean, not really. I think you're <laughs> full of shit. I am. I am. But I love keeping it unpolished because I do think these are the type of things that we all kind of think about and not everyone is willing to say, you know what, let me just say it. And mm-hmm. so now if you want, we can veer to the unpolishedness piece of the mainstream Mother's Day, right? Totally. I'm going to make myself vulnerable before we go there really quickly. Cool. So yeah, I know it's... Are you going to like cry or... No, I wouldn't do that. That would just be like... You're going to just save that for me. Yeah, I'm going to save that for like a really special day. Definitely not Mother's Day. So, but was interesting when I thought about leaving my first husband, the conversation... And by the way, I have I've been blessed in my life to have two husbands who were put on this earth to be fathers. Both would have made, I know my ex-husband would have made an amazing father. And I I sort of watched through Facebook that he is a great father to his daughter. But my husband is like literally meant, he would like run a, a sleepaway camp. Every kid gravitates towards him and he lives, breathes and dies for this and tells me all the time that he would love to be a stay at home mom. So he was put on this earth also to be a dad. But when I told my ex-husband, I'm not sure like where this is going, said to him, I'm not sure I want to be a mom. And I verbalized those words. And one could say you were saying that because you didn't think the marriage was right. You were saying that because you were scared. You were looking for a reason that it wasn't him. But in my heart of hearts, I never envisioned, I was never that person who closed their eyes as a child and pictured my wedding day and pictured my children that were going to come after it and pictured my pregnancy. So it was, I guess, crazy when I wound up meeting my current husband, again, an exceptionally great father that I attracted. And I wound up going along with having children. And I'm not, again, don't regret it. Don't second guess it. But it's just interesting that I, in my gut, 
knew at that time that like this was going to be a job for me. So if I was the doctor, which I'm completely not, and we all know that, oh, right? You are. My absolute unpolished response to that would be, again, and I'm putting the disclaimers out there, not real therapy, everyone. <laughs> We're just shooting the shit. And now I'm like pretending <laughs> I'm the doctor. But my, my knee-jerk reaction to that would be, well, Dr. Boga, if I was Dr. Unpolished, I would say maybe the men you chose subconsciously was the exact path you needed to, to become a mom. And that might be it. it and then I would like chuckle in the corner and be like, hold on, let me look it up in like the guidebook because I'm right, making I, this up. As if there were a guidebook because that would make my job right. so much easier. But, or one could say that I was looking for somebody who can, you know, re-give me the fatherhood that I may or may not have had from my own father or that it, it could be any interpretation and we don't have to go that deep, but I will give you a gold star today. How's that? Do you feel awesome. Good? Thank you. I, I just want letters after my name that means something. You know, just, today we're just making it up. Whatever right? letters you want. L-M-N-O-P. There you go. Right. Great letters. Great okay. Letters. What I do want to say, and shifting gears a little yes. bit back to, and we'll keep it unpolished, of course, but of course. the mainstream Mother's Day shtick that we kind of all do deal with, like the real life stuff about Mother's Day, that while we all in our heads and the way that Hallmark, right, quote right. unquote, has made this out to be a after school special a lifetime movie. Everyone sit down on the couch and we're going to open up cards and we're going to get the flowers and we're going to eat beautifully. And then everyone's going to hug and kiss. And it's going to be the most beautiful day because that's what the calendar says. No, I'm here to tell you that's really not the case. And the hype around it, I think, again, points to expectations that can never be managed never. and never met. Whether it's that's the gift that you got me or that's what we're doing or wait a minute, who made the plan? Because that doesn't sound like something I want to do. It sounds like that's what you pick that right. maybe you like more. And it creates a conflict, if you will. As adult parents too now, mm -hmm. like we're moms. Yes, we are so blessed Absolutely. to have mothers in, in our mm -hmm. lives and we want to celebrate them. But then I guess you have to say, well, hold on. Is there a hierarchy? Is there a pecking order? Do we now regress to being the kid because they're here and we have to do what they want to do? And what about us as parents? Like, do we celebrate that next Sunday? <laughs> you know, like, is there <laughs> right. another day for that? Because that's weird. The other thing I want to point out too is the stress and the pressure of what about the kids, not just daughters, you know, sons also, nephews, nieces, whomever, mm -hmm. who have mothers or aunts or grandmothers or, mm -hmm. that you're, you're not super tight with. And it isn't one big kumbaya family. And now right. you feel the pressure of, well, wait a minute, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so, everyone's hugging and kissing and la la la. And I haven't talked to my grandmother, mother, aunt, whoever, sister, mm -hmm. whomever in God knows. And then there's friction and pressure there. Or what about the one who unfortunately and tragically lost their child. I mean, what a, uh, yes. I mean, like I watched it with my grandmother, like the day became this like angstful, I don't think that's a word, but an angstful day for her. She didn't want to celebrate it. Even though she had two amazing daughters that were, were alive, it just didn't have the same 
there was a memory that was triggered and she did the best she could, but you know, it's a hard day. It's a very hard day. And it's a highlighted day when we think it's supposed to be the best, 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 Mm -hmm. best. And yet there's people who it's dark and grim and it's angst and it's gutting and you just want to hide under the covers and hope that the calendar, we can flip the script until Monday rolls around. To that point too, what about even women who they've lost their moms, right? So it's, and and men too, I don't want to exclude the men. Anyone who's lost a mom or a grandmother or an aunt or any strong female figure in their life that has been a substitute role model mother figure to them, that's bittersweet too, because that's another highlight of what they don't have. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure that We all say every day is Mother's Day and every day we honor the ones that are here and the ones that we love that are gone. And that is how we keep their memory alive anyway. But it is another kind of, "Mm," right? There's, I have many friends who leading up to these Hallmark days, yes, today we're talking about Mother's Day, but it could be Father's Day. It could be Mm -hmm. whatever. I, I, I'm sensitive to it in my unpolishedness and I'm sending text messages or I'm making a phone call that is something along the lines of, I know today's a bittersweet day and I want you to know that I'm thinking of you and I'm sure you're... And then you fill in the blank. Mother, yeah. grandmother, sister, aunt, aunt. <laughs> I don't say aunt. Wow. I say aunt. Um, I'm just being so sophisticated on aunt. I'm sure they're looking down and they're thinking of you. And I just try to be sensitive because in my own way, in other areas where I feel vulnerable and sensitive for my own losses, I can only imagine how other people feel. A day that we think it's only a win if it's happy and amazing and perfect, mm-hmm. that can't be the expectation because we'll we'll lose every time. Absolutely. And and just as a person who has lost a father, when I get those texts from people, it really there is so much appreciation and so much gratitude in that because it is the awareness that it's not this perfect day for everybody and that we still do feel those losses and these days really highlight those losses. And that's not to say that we shouldn't have these Hallmark holidays. They are, they're there for a reason. It does bring families together. It brings extended families together. It brings points of celebration, but we do have to be mindful of all those people who don't fit into the Hallmark umbrella, right? And it just doesn't resonate for them in the same way for whatever reason. Right, right. I will tell you that in my situation, I have my mother-in-law who I love dearly and I have my sister-in-laws who I adore. So my day becomes, okay, I get to hang out with my mother, which I love celebrating and we will go to brunch and we will go with my brother and my family and celebrate his girlfriend and her mom and my mom and have a lovely brunch and whatever the case may be. And then we have to kind of pick up and do it all over again with my husband's family because we have my sister-in-laws and we have my mother-in-law that we have to celebrate. And so I've kind of come to the conclusion that like, In our family, the way that we celebrate Thanksgiving because of all the in-laws, everybody has an in-law and everybody wants to celebrate Thanksgiving as my husband's family when we got really big was we were going to do Thanksgiving on Wednesday night with his family so that all the in-laws can go to their respective families on Thursday. And it made everybody's life so much easier, right? Because you actually got to enjoy your days. So I'm thinking that if this is what Mother's Day is going to be, because we are so blessed, you know, having lost a dad, I'm so blessed to have my mother, my mother-in-law, my, my father-in-law's soon-to-be wife. I'm blessed to have them all in my life. 
Let's celebrate them on this Hallmark day that everybody else has to. And then let me have the Saturday before or the Saturday after a day of my choosing to celebrate moi. Because it's not the celebration, even though my kids do a great job and my husband does a great job, it's about everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's the way that we kind of, at least as moms who are fortunate enough to have our moms, everybody can win in the process. Yeah, I am taking a deep breath because I think the stuff that we talk about, sometimes it's nice when there's some overlap and things that we've spoken about in the past come into play. For those Mm -hmm. listeners out there, if some of you are anxious and having anxiety or maybe now residual since we've, we've kind of already come over the hump of Mother's Day the other day, but maybe go back to the, the podcast we did with anxiety. And when Tani was on a couple of weeks ago with mindful ways to meditate and kind of get your zen on and calm down and whatever, because even sometimes when we talk about this, Dr. Boca, my blood pressure goes up a little mm-hmm. bit and it's, it's just life. So if we yeah. can circle back to some of the tools that you've graciously given us over the weeks, then why not, right? I mean, look at you. Look at you. I mean, incorporating the tools and the things that we talked about, like go back three sessions, uh, not three sessions, three seasons. Look how far you've come. Well, listen, if I was another and not another, <laughs> but another and non-mother, I'd probably be much chiller. I would have come along even farther along. Well, but, you know, we have to again, work with what we gotta, have. We've got to practice what we preach, right? We're dealt the hand we're given and we're going for gin. So yeah. yeah, and we are blessed. We're so blessed. My boys mean everything to me mm-hmm. and dirty dishes or not, they know that I have their back. I have their front. I have their their limbs. We have they're, everything. They're everything, they're right? Everything. There's nothing I wouldn't do for them. Yeah. However... I will just throw out to the universe, right? Zoe Noble, okay, who is that British photographer, okay, who now lives in Berlin. If anyone in Berlin is listening to Unpolished Therapy, hunt that chick down because we want to talk to you. I'm so inspired by your project and highlighting recognizing and celebrating women who have chosen a path that is against the grain is so admirable. It's courageous. It's exciting. It opens up the door for all of us and and this younger generation too, right? Mm -hmm. We're living in a world now where we really, the the narrative is be whoever you want to be. It doesn't matter. Don't follow the grain, right? Untame yourself, if you will. A little shout out to Glennon Doyle and just be you, do you and be authentic, right? Be unpolished, be unpolished, of course, but but be authentic. I I just want to add, we're saying we admire these women who have done this and chosen to do something different, but I admire the men too because they're getting the same pressures. Even though the child is not coming out of them, they are deviating. And I think where we go with that is, why aren't you married? What's wrong with you? Where's the baby? Why are you and your significant other choosing not to have kids? And the answer doesn't always fall with the woman. The answer can be that the man doesn't want to. The man doesn't want to change their lifestyle around. And all the sources of tension that happen in a relationship when one wants and the other one doesn't. So I just didn't want to leave the men out of this. Yeah, no, I never like to leave the men out. So I agree with you on that. And yes, you make a great point. You make a great point. Definitely nods out there to the dads. Because hey, guess what? Unless 
science catches up before this podcast airs. <laughs> I doubt that. Moms can't be moms without the dad. So, well, a you portion know. of the dad, whoever the dad is in quotes. So. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it, I think it's all inclusive with everyone. It, we, we're living in a world where universally the rules are that there are no rules. And yes, if you break the proverbial rules, if you will, obviously there's some fallout, which is, is what we're talking about here, that then all of a sudden you're going against the grain. You're the black sheep. You're the one that everyone's questioning. What's wrong with you? And that's maybe the little tidbit that we are trying to give back to the world is just to say, listen to your gut, follow your heart. It's okay. Be who Mm -hmm. you are. You know, call us, ask Dr. Boca her opinion before you make... (laughs) life decisions or before you don't make those decisions, right? You have someone to to talk to about it. Anyway, we're probably long-winded, but the long and the short is that to all the real mothers out there, right? If you have kids, whether they're furry kids or whether they're kids who leave dishes in, in, in the sink, we hope you had a great Mother's Day. To all the women out there that purposely opted out of motherhood, the nothers, as we like to call them. We commend you. We salute you. We admire you. We hope you had a wonderful day celebrating life and all the strong, powerful women in your world. The dads out there, the men out there, the non-dads will get to you in a couple weeks when it's, you know, quote unquote, the next Hallmark Day for you fellas. But in the meantime, Dr. Boca, thank you for hanging with me on Mother's Day, Nother's Day, Schmother's Day, Unpolished Day, whatever you you want to call it day. It's always a pleasure hanging Absolutely. with you, getting Absolutely. your insight and your wisdom. Listeners out there, if you want to check in with us, if you have any topics that you want us to cover, we are happy to ditch the couch and grab the mics and break down all of the unpolished wreckage. So reach out to us on polishedtherapy at gmail.com. We are also on Instagram at Unpolished Therapy. Facebook, of course, too. You can find us at Unpolished Therapy. You can find us. We're always around. You know how to reach us. We look forward to chatting with you next Wednesday. So in the meantime, have a wonderful, wonderful week. Stay unpolished, everyone. And remember, if we're keeping it real, we are keeping it unpolished. Thank you, Dr. Boca. Thank you, listeners. We'll see you next time. Have a great week, everyone. Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone. Like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage.